here's a man who's usually wrong, but he didn't care. Here's a man who eats pigs and makes a billy go puke. You're now rocking with the best. This is the Eric St. Joe podcast. Follow along on the Facebook page, The Cool Group. Here's your host, Eric St. Central podcast. Uh, already, already fun because uh, the lovely lady, ladies over at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid gave me a new shirt and I'm wearing it right now. And Megan said she's wearing it. She wrote, Oh my God, we're wearing the same shirt. Now, I, I realize that that's really ridiculous to start out a podcast heard all over the world with, hey, guess what shirt I'm wearing? But it's true. And these are great shirts, man. These are those t-shirts that like accentuate your best features. If you've seen that one commercial, you can order these t-shirts online that are cut a particular way that they make you look buff. Like uh, highlight the features that are quality features on a dude. Because if you wear a normal t-shirt, if I wear a normal t-shirt, it shows my disgusting gut. But this one is awesome because it's cut in a way that kind of like fills in my upper body and then it kind of drapes over my disgusting parts. That's awesome, which makes me look less pathetic. It doesn't really do uh, you know, a lot where it makes me look good, but I can blend in with society more because typically if I wear a t-shirt, uh, my gut is so bad that you can like see the belly button through the shirt. It just looks fucked. It's a real drag. And, uh, that should serve as a uh, motivation for me to actually work a little harder, but you know, I mean, I continue to work hard. I am now down into the 171s, which is 15 less. It is getting harder to, the weight is getting harder to fall off, but it's still falling off despite uh, no effort on uh, food consumption, eating appropriately. It's all based on just grinding it out on the roads. So welcome in. It's uh, today's one of these odd days where it's like people who do what I do, and that is run our big mouths for a living. You know, we kind of have to wait and see what the day brings us. The 24-hour cycle to find out what we're talking about. On a day like today, all that the world is going to bring us is one story. And that is that the Bills won their opening game on the road. I'm kidding. I will talk about that because my fantasy team has a lot to do with it. Uh, But uh, no, it's all about the Queen. It's all about the Queen of England. Amanda says, I can think of like three. Well, yeah, I know, but uh, what's dominating the news cycle right now, my point is that it is, uh, you know, everywhere you turn, it's all queen, 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 queen. The queen has passed. And I get that. Um, 
I can say that when something like this happens, it does prompt me to kind of like investigate a little bit because it, it, it's really incredible that um, this story is so uh, dominating the uh, uh, world. And I know so little about the queen. And uh, so that, you know, leads me to poke around online. And I, and, and one of the things I picked up was that I had no idea that the queen of England and now the king of England, uh, king of the monarchy, king, um, king Charles is, uh, what the fuck they're in charge of? I didn't realize that they're like, did you know that they're the king of Canada too? He's the king of Canada. Yeah, it's true. Countries, uh, King Charles. He is now the monarch of 14 countries in addition to the UK. The Bahamas, Belize, Canada, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, and the Grenadine, Solomon Islands, and Tuvalu. The king's role as monarch of these countries is largely symbolic. He will not be directly involved in governing as he is a head of state, not head of government. So there had to be a time in history where, you know, because there, uh, when the, the king was in charge of everything where, you know, it was like game of Thrones that had to have been a real, uh, a real ugly process to, to wrestle that away from the King. I know so very little about this. I know that there has been more than one civil war in the UK or, or great Britain or England, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But the amount of knowledge that I have about this is terribly small. But, uh, so everywhere you turn, it, it's all about, uh, the queen is dead. Long live the queen. And then the question, uh, what does the king queen do? Like, what are the duties? What, what, what goes on there? And to be honest with it, I had no idea. Uh, the queen's duties or, and now Kings include opening each new session of parliament. So basically just going up, Hey, how you doing? Uh, all right, let's get going, go to work. And then they go back to doing whatever it is they do. Granting Royal assent to legislation. I'm not sure what that is. I think that means like, because they just announced a new, um, what do you call it? Prime minister there. And, uh, so the, the queen had to like welcome her in and ordering and approving orders and proclamations through the privy council don't know what any of that means so basically it's symbolic they're completely neutered it doesn't mean anything but the people of england are are devastated because i guess she was super nice sweet the royal uh wait how does what is that word the royal prerogative is it prerogative or prerogative? I think it is, but the royal prerogative includes the powers to appoint and dismiss ministers, regulate the civil service, issue passports. So she's sitting there on her desk. All right, approved. Issue the passport. Declare war. 
So it's like one day she's issuing passports or he, and the next day could be declaring war, making peace, direct the actions of the military and negotiate and ratify treaties, alliances, and international agreements. Uh, she, the queen, before she passed, she made it clear. She does not believe any of the charges that were levied against her son, Prince Andrew, the sex trafficker and uh, pal of Jeffrey Epstein. It, oh my God. One of the dirtiest people on the planet. She dismissed that and dismissed. So that's a lot of, you know, no one talks about that when someone dies. That just goes to show you. I mean, I could understand a mom, which she is of this dude, but to publicly say, no, I don't believe the victims uh, who were uh, maligned and trafficked by my son and Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Nobody cares about that. No one at all. But the queen did that. She said, ah, fuck that shit. I don't believe that for a second. My son didn't do any of that. But everybody in England and around the world believes that he absolutely did. All right. So I had to throw that out there. I can't keep it real and suggest that she's awesome and I love her. I mean, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I I think it's remarkable, though, that you go across the ocean and uh, she can do no wrong. So the way this works is she dies. The second she dies, the new king is her son, Charles. Uh, And then the wife, his wife, Camilla Parker Bowles, is known as the queen consort, which is kind of a clumsy thing to say. And then the next in line after that is Charles' son. Unless, of course, uh, Charles abdicates and says, I don't want this shit. And then I think he has a sister. Then it would go to his sister. But that's not going to happen. But there is, like, protocol. And then if she abdicates, it would be Andrew. Andrew would be the king of England. So it's very minimal chance, almost none, but I kind of want to live in the world where to see the turmoil of where a sex trafficker, Andrew, would be the king of England. So he would get on the throne and then probably put a picture of Epstein above him right away. And then he would uh, make it so that uh, Jelaine... uh, Maxwell would be freed somehow and he could bring, he'd marry her or something like that. She'd be the, she'd be the queen consort. This is all stupid. Anyway. Um, so then after Charles passes, cause he's 73 years old right now, his son, Harry is 40, which I cannot believe. I'm doing the uh, grandpa thing. I remember when you were this big and it's true. I do. I was uh, 12 years old when that fucker was born. Jesus, I sound old. I am old. Uh, He would be king. Now, there's a pretty good chance uh, we'll be able to see uh, Harry, not Harry, William. Did I say Harry earlier? Harry's the one that everybody hates. The redhead who's married to Meghan Markle. I, I don't even know who officially he has a problem with. It might have been the queen. I mean, he might have pumped his fist when she died. 
I don't think so, though. I think that Harry is pissed off at, at Dad, the new king. That's why he broke. Okay, so what does the king-queen do cover that? Uh, the idea that um, King Charles should go old school so that we could have an actual Game of Thrones-like monarchy where people are like getting their heads cut off and then they put, put their head on a pike. Like if the soccer team loses, they, they slaughter them and put their heads on pikes out in front of the, in front of the castle. He could make the hand of the king be Prince Andrew. Uh, going through town, throwing uh, pennies at the peasants, perhaps. Uh, pushing kids out of windows. These are all things I've seen on Game of Thrones. Go hunting for pigs. And hopefully not getting gored by a wild boar. That's a... Uh, King Baratheon reference. Some of you get that. Have you been, um, have you seen that there is a new thing on Amazon Prime? That is a, um, I believe it's a prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, please. On uh, Amazon Prime. And I am actually pretty excited about this. It's out right now. And uh, yeah, I am a sucker for Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit. Peter Jackson stuff. I don't think Peter Jackson has anything to do with this, but it really, at this point, I don't know if it matters, um, but it looks awesome. I am stoked about it. I want to check it out. So I say hello to you on this beautiful Friday inside of the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. So good to have you all here. Corey says, I've heard it's uh, nowhere near as good as Lord of the Rings. Rings of power. Tyler says all the royal family drama is like watching the Kardashians. Who gives a fuck? LOL. Uh, Amanda is turning into such a pain in the ass. Shut up. I have the article. I'm waiting to read it. Amanda has turned into one of these. Um, you have to watch and comment on what I send you. If you have to understand, Amanda, I have been doing this for decades. I know exactly what I'm doing. If something's worth mentioning, I will. Okay. If I don't, it's because I either forgot or it sucks. Yours does not suck. If you would shut up, I could cover it. But you won't. All I see is your comments. Shut your fucking mouth, Amanda. God. Read what I sent you. Talk about what I sent you. Do what I say. How about you enjoy 10 minutes? You asshole. Shit. God, you are insufferable. You just don't shut up. 
This is not your show. Shut your fucking mouth. God damn. What? Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Okay, I was waiting to get to it, and I'll get to it when I'm... I write this shit down. I actually wrote down here. Let's see. Uh, Amanda article. It was, in, it was an interesting article, and she's so fucking crazy. She's like, oh my God, do what I, do what I, I sent you. Read it now. Relax. Thank you for being here on the show. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I'm about to send you on your way before we get to Amanda's fucking article. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube users. You get, uh, you should go on to Twitch where you get this all uh, uninterrupted. I can't even talk now. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Also, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. And also you can uh, watch the replay on Twitch. I, I highly recommend that you do that because Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube is, uh, the reason why I, I even have that is just to tell you about Twitch. But thank you so much for checking it out. Regardless, I'll send you on your way. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Picked up the embellisher yesterday. I'm so thankful for them. My God. Kent says, just don't read her story now. Get to it Monday. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. She ruins everything. Shut up. Why can't you just shut up? If it's worth it, I'll read it. <laughs> Fucking pain in the ass. Uh, Twitter brought to you by my friends at Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by uh, Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Hey, did you guys know that... Uh, uh, Amanda sent me an article. Are, are you aware of that? Are you guys aware that Amanda was helpful? Did, did you know or did, did you know that she, she sent an article along? Kenny used to do that shit to me. Hey, look it. Look at what I sent. And I had to beat the shit out of that guy for years before he got it. Fuck. Um, among those getting new official titles, Prince William, Kate Middleton, Charles' wife, Camilla Parker Bowles, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's children, Archie and Lilibet, that's the kid's name, also would be looking at new royal ranks. Since Charles' full name is Charles Philip Arthur George, he could have opted to use any of those names. He stuck with King Charles III. Uh, people who paid attention to this shit speculated that Charles would drop the, his first name as there are negative connotations surrounding it. 
I guess King Charles I was a deeply unpopular ruler. Like Amanda is a deeply unpopular listener. And his reign was fraught with controversy in several civil wars. His reign ended when they cut off his head in 1649. My God, that's fucking sweet. Can you imagine if we were in a world... Excuse me, where Charles was just like shitty at his job. You know, his medals are falling off. His fucking crown's on fire. He's got, uh, he's drunk. He he, he pukes on his wife. They go, all right, that's enough. And they they cut his head off right there. Charles II, however, fared better, was known as the Merry Monarch because of his debauched parties. So this dude, they loved him. He's having huge parties and uh, massive piles of sex. He acknowledged at least 12 illegitimate children by various mistresses, but left no legitimate children to succeed him. So how, holy shit. So this guy as king was just laying pipe. He was uh, uh, King Baratheon. That's exactly what he was. George the uh, seventh is said to be a contender in honor of his grandfather, King George the sixth and great grandfather, George the fifth. When Prince Philip died in 2021, his title Duke of Edinburgh, which I don't even know what the fuck that means was passed on to Prince Charles. But now that he's King, he may bestow the dukedom on another family member. And they're thinking that it's this ugly fucker. Uh, that would be Prince Edward. Look at that ghoul. Holy shit. Should join Deniax with that fucking face. My God. What a creepy looking dude. That That's a, uh, that's a face that says, bring me some children to molest. That is... That's rough. Corey says royalties are given the titles of Duke, which is like being the governor of a certain area. Like there's the Duke of York, etc. So basically you just, you just, you're in charge of land. The Royals, uh, like the queen of England, her net worth was all, was about 300 and wait. No, it was about $500 million. And they make their money. They're actually given a salary by the state. And there's all sorts of land grants they get. The whole thing is weird. Uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton. Their titles are changing. They've uh, long held the titles Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. They uh, gained more. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles, who in this, wow. You know... This is the woman that he cheated with that caused the divorce. Okay. And it, even when she was younger, he really made, he aimed down. First of all, Charles outkicked the coverage when he married Diana because she was a stunner. And that dude looks like, fucking Gollum from Lord of the Rings. So I think 
he had an affair with an uglier woman because he's so damn ugly to begin with. So good for her that she ended up um, hooking up with, um, uh, is it uh, Dodi Fayed? Who I think actually has more money than, or had more money than the whole monarchy. And then, of course, we know what happened to her. Holy shit. Uh, all right, here's the happy couple here. This would be Harry and uh, Meghan Markle, which uh, the world kind of hates these people. You can't see it right now for some reason, but uh, they're, they're in the U.S. being like podcasters now. Uh, under current guidelines, which were laid out in 1917, letters patent by King George V, the children of the sovereign, the children of the sons of the sovereign, and the eldest male son of, and the prince of Wales would all be titled the prince and princesses. This is all dumb. So if you're Canada, since they... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That Canada's lost their queen, but I don't think the Canadians really give a shit. That would be us in the U.S. had we not had the revolution. The American Revolution. Okay. We would have, that would be the king and queen of the United States. But instead, we wanted guns and MAGA. So we rebelled, and now we have land of the free, home of the brave, and home of Chevy and Ford trucks with flagpole holders um, That's with flags that say, fuck Joe Biden. That's what we have because of that. So I just wanted to say thank you to Amanda for this article that if we didn't have, well, the show wouldn't even have continued. I mean, the show would have been about 15 minutes long today. Thank God we all had Amanda. So let's just, in fact, give the title of Queen Amanda, dildo queen of the show for the rest of the day. Because if we did not have Amanda, um, uh, hunting and pecking 8,000 comments saying, holy shit, read my article, do stuff that I say, because this is the Amanda show. God, here she is. She's back. She says, there's more he didn't read. It's because it's boring. There's plenty there. Amanda is the one who tries to decide what's good for the show. All of a sudden, that's what the, that's what piece of shits like Pellerito and Dean used to do. So here she is back. Let's let her sit on another 10-minute dildo. Okay? Here, you know what? And I'll, I'll give it to you. You folks, you can go ahead and, uh, and, and read it on your own and enjoy Amanda's article. Who wouldn't want to read Amanda's fucking article? Jesus Christ. And then I beat the shit out of her for like five straight minutes and then she immediately comes back. She's a glutton for punishment and starts demanding uh, more bannings. God. This is why wives get murdered by angry husbands. It's moments like this. Thank God you overpowered uh, the last man that you were with so that he couldn't throw you into a, into a wood chipper. 
Okay. So we will expect the uh, the new king of England to speak sometime today. I have a little bit more on this as Jeff Bezos. I'm going to get to that a little later on, actually. I talk about Jeff Bezos. Um, and he tried to uh, look like uh, Prince Charming and ended up looking like the asshole. And I have a story with my own queen of uh, the forest, uh, Diana. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to tease stories. Carl would, uh, would give me a whole bunch of shit about that. If I was teasing a story, but I did. So, well, anyway, welcome, welcome into the show. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, Patreon is where you go for another show later on today. Patreon.com/slash Eric Zane. I want you, if you are listening to this free podcast, to sign up on Patreon. Holy shit! That's why I do this show so that I can do the Patreon. It sets up the Patreon podcast where we will no doubt beat the shit about uh, uh beat the shit out of Amanda even more and that's what she deserves okay Amanda's she's uh, in that uh a gray area okay there's like just a handful of people and I don't know all of them I think Kenny is one of them and Amanda is one of them who's in that I kind of like the old group of Deniacs but I still like the show and I can't figure out uh, who my allegiance is with. You can't have both. You cannot. Um, so, you know, there's there's just a handful of people that are in that kind of weird space where they're torn by inbred, toothless, uh, group sex having scumbags and the rest of us. So it's all kind of, I, I, I usually don't feel bad about annihilating these people because they're kind of half in, you know, they're like, they can't figure out what they want in the world. And it's just kind of, eh, whatever. But anyway, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want in on the Patreon, those people actually might, um, dive into that world that I might alienate uh, alienate them enough where they go all right i i can't take it anymore i've got to go and hang out with my friends which they don't even like you either any of you that no one likes each other on that page they just have a common enemy me and then they have sex with each other and uh put stupid memes out and then that's it that's all they do that's all that group is about right now so you should probably leave it anyway God bless Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Fixing the embellisher. I picked it up yesterday. Uh, Licking my wounds and coming to grips with the fact that the truck might have to go. Diana is actually... She walked into Irvine's, the brand new lobby that they're putting the finishing touches on right now. And uh, she actually said to poor Bruce, who is the guy in charge of telling you what's wrong with your vehicle. Um, tell him to sell it. He should sell that thing. And poor Bruce is like, I can't, that is, that is really kind of circumventing guy code there. You're going to tell a guy to, to, to get rid of a beloved sentimental valued truck and God bless Bruce. You know what he did? He looked at the ceiling. When Bruce gets uncomfortable and realizes he doesn't have anything to say and shouldn't say anything, you know what he does? Just starts like examining the ceiling. I'm watching him, looking up. Oh yeah, looking there's something up there. And then uh, with the ladies there, Megan 
and Jamie, of course, Megan, who's with us right now, and Jamie, Megan's mom. Uh, there was a we started talking about something that was uh, sex related. I forget what. And then um, I, I, it was very uh, inappropriate, but that's perfect because we're all close. And uh, so we're talking sexy time. And they wouldn't do that with just any customer. It just has to be someone who they're close with. So we're talking sexy time. And, um, oh, I know. Oh, yes, I remember what it was now. I remember what it was now. And Megan is probably freaking out that I will talk about it. But I'm not going to. I would. That was for us only. I won't talk about what we talked about, but we had a very sexy discussion and um, it's incredibly inappropriate. And Diane and I are like, oh my God, yeah, all right, get it. And you look at Bruce, he's looking up. He's like, I, I really want to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV in beautiful Grand Rapids along 44th Street. You know what happened to them? As they just uh, redid the uh, facilities, or they're working on it right now, putting the finishing touches on it, there's this new uh, glass right up next to the front door with all these windows. And someone was hired to clean the glass. And so, I don't know what happened, but the guy cleaning the glass decided to use like a, um, like a scraper. And he etched in all of the windows, like, scratches you can see it it's like what the hell is he doing so this the dumbass has to replace all of the glass that's there it's like oh no the things that they have had to endure and getting that uh place up and running i feel so bad oh my god but uh so glad you guys are there man very very cool uh Megan says, Bruce has been married for a very long time. He's not dumb. Yeah, he's great. You will talk to him if you talk to my friends at uh, Irvine's. Uh, Kenny is in attendance. And uh, he has witnessed what has uh, basically boiled down to the slaughter of Amanda today. If you can't figure it out. I hate people barking shit out at me. I I just, you, you guys got to let it go. If you send it, I might use it. I might not. And if you do suggest it and I miss it, just relax. We can always come back to it. Let this all be a lesson. I, I hate people barking shit out at me. Shut up. You've already earned the asshole of the day again. And you might be the leader overall now. It's too bad. No, actually, you probably want it. I'm guessing you do. I'm guessing you love it. Did you guys know that Amanda sells pure romance? So the only way to stop behavior like this is to shame it out of you and beat the shit out of you. This is what we used to do to free beer. Uh, when he would talk about being a great husband and then would go out of his way to talk about how much money he gives to charity and then uh, uh, whatever stupid shit that guy would pull off, we used to just annihilate him. And uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but it, we'd shame it out of him because it was just ridiculous. And I'm glad we did that. So now you guys, when you get when you do shit like this, you become the new freebeers. Congratulations. 
Thank you to A and E Heating and Cooling. Uh, Joe Martinez coming by next week. Uh, I need some uh, maintenance done. And uh, if you have any problems with your AC or your furnace, call on Joe Martinez. We are getting set now to get the furnaces serviced. $79. That's kind of a standard rate in the industry. I'm not going to lie. Some charge 89, some charge 99, some charge 69. Joe charges 79. You're helping a sponsor that supports the show. Please call upon Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you need a new furnace or AC unit installed, reach out to him. He'll take care of that. Install the best brand made in the world. Number one, the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and AC units. Show sponsored by the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. September is Get Immunized Month. If you're getting set to travel abroad, you need immunizations. You may, uh, that is, depending on what country that you're going to. Uh, also, for the kids, if they are back in school and not immunized, uh, that's not a good idea. Get them immunized. By reaching out to the Kent County Health Department. Measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough. These are all things your kids could be exposed to. And uh, in fact, bring home if you do not have them vaccinated. So I recommend doing that. All right. Football season got underway last night. And my God, the Buffalo Bills beat the shit out of uh, the Rams, despite in the first half. Eric Zane Show fan club. Hey, Bill, you're on. How are you? Oh, I'm just organizing a big party celebrating you and your podcast. Oh, hey, I appreciate that, Bill. I'm uh, organizing a huge show party myself. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Three turnovers by the Bills in the first half did not slow them down. What do you think about Josh Allen? Uh... Looks like the best player in the league, which a lot of people forecasted. I will say, I thought the Rams, this is a Super Bowl hangover thing you can't predict. They just, they looked uninterested the entire game. They really did, the entire team. How much do you think the departure of Von Miller had uh, something to do with that? I just think it's a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, You know, Stafford keeps saying his elbow is fine, but he didn't have a lot of zip. Uh, on his throws. Uh, Cam Akers is, you know, not the running back he needs to be. Uh, I just think you get a Super Bowl ring, you're in an exclusive club. It's L.A. There seem to be more Bills fans, just like the last time. Well, if you think about the Super Bowl and even before that against the Niners when San Francisco had more fans, there's just something about L.A. where yeah. there's not an urgency to win. Nah, that that place is is just a mess. Uh, and when when it comes to fan support, uh, well, think about it. Think about when the Niners had more fans in that uh, where they dropped the interception. And you know, Super Bowl, you're going to get everybody. But you know, hey, they they won a Super Bowl. One season doesn't make, or one game doesn't make a season. But I think the Bills are truly legit as the best team in the NFL. In all of your years of drinking Kool Aid, is uh, your biggest gulp of Kool Aid this year? No, I think it was last year during one of the most tumultuous years known to mankind when I predicted golf would get more wins in a Lions uniform <laughs> in year one than Stanford. 
Um, this year saying they're going to be nine and eight off of all the talent they've acquired and free agency. And then, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and Campbell and everybody relaxed. I, I don't think it's Kool-Aid. I'm not predicting Super Bowl, but nine and eight in December, they're playing for a playoff spot. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com yesterday, NFL insider said the Lions will be the surprise team in the NFL this year. I, I actually heard that. I was listening to that guy. He was great. I, I enjoyed that conversation, but it's too bad that you and him are both crazy. All right, so let me get this straight. Is that, you know, last year, naturally, my golf prediction is by far one of the worst ever. <laughs> uh, and, but, you know, and that was, that, that, that was crystal meth Kool-Aid. That's what that was. Okay. <laughs> But this year they're good. They they really are. It's not hard knocks. It's not overthinking it. They have some talent, man. And and look at how they finished last year with you know their best receiver was Reynolds, who may be their fourth best receiver right now. When they get Jamison Williams back, probably after the bye week, uh, they're. I'm telling you, they're on their way. They they have structure. No, they they no. they are on their way. Bill, they are. Bill, come on now. Get it. Get get this out of your system. This is horrible. All right, I went. I went to a, a golf rehab clinic. About yeah, Clemens for I would say months. you're worse this year. You're actually worse. I, I oh mean, my god, you just were you you are looking for something. No, you want me. You want me to be on this podcast predicted night and eight. You are o ten and one again. You I, want to say. He does it every year. I love he them. Does. I love the Lions, but I think you just love Aiden Hutchinson singing Billie Jean too much. Hey, so uh, uh, Eminem was on that last hard doc. Yeah. Said he thought that was cool. Yeah, Eminem, was... Eminem started to look like the old guy who's starting to try and think he's a young guy and dressing like it. Okay, yeah, place. that 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 happens. I, I know a radio guy who does that. Me. <laughs> I'm the old guy in the corner at the nightclub, right? Hey, when do we get to do the huge show together again? Uh, we'll do it coming up for the Lions. We'll, we'll find a Friday and talk football. I predict. Okay, are you ready for my prediction on the Lions this year? What's their record? Okay, they play 17 games, and they will win one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Zane, I, I think you're just always looking for trouble. I that, think, that's what, yeah, they're going to start out. Uh, well, what does your audience think? Okay, uh, on the podcast or is this on the the paywall side? No, no, whatever? no. This is on the free one. Okay, so ask your audience what they think uh, the Lions' win total will be. I'm saying nine and eight. Seventeen oh, game regular season schedule, Dude. nine and eight. You know, and you talk about the acquisitions. I don't know what you're talking about. What acquisitions did they make? Other than... Hold on. Hutchinson, who they drafted. Well, that's a draft. Uh, Acquisitions are free agency and the draft. Uh, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez, the cowboy. He's drafted. He's a rookie. And he's starting. Yeah, I know, but... He runs a 4-5. What does that tell you? You put a rookie as the starting... That's because their linebackers suck dick. Tonight on Things You Won't Hear Troy Aikman (laughs) say with Joe Buck. They're terrible. Hold on. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Thursday Night Football. 
Yeah, they got along with, along with Eric Zane and Eric. What do you think of the Lions linebackers? The linebacking core of uh, Forest Hills Northern is better than the Lions linebackers. They've got a 15-year-old kid uh, as a starter. They got, they got Rodrigo that found a cowboy outfit yeah. out in Detroit and uh, hard knocks. I'm like, I didn't know there's a. He hey. had like, did you see the boots he they were showing at this cowboy store in Detroit? Yep, yeah. They had like the back of an alligator. Yeah. Uh, the skin of an anteater. Oh, Ugh. hey, the Lions are great, uh, um, uh, very entertaining for hard knocks, and that's why dumb people like you uh, love them because you love hard knocks. And I loved hard knocks too, but I'm smarter than you. So you go with one win. One uh, win. Zane, yep. Eric Zane Show podcast, one win. Don't worry, I will oh, mention yeah. that later today. Yeah. One win. Um, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna drop a huge question of the day. Eric Zane, I was on the Eric Zane show podcast. He says one win. Agree or disagree. I'll oh, okay. do a Twitter poll. Yeah, you're that's a good one. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I like to you know, I first off, your podcast is awesome. Your audience with half now paroled, you, they're, <laughs> they're out and free. That's beautiful. Uh, so I just, no, that's good. I love your audience. Well, they love you too, and um, I, I'm excited to watch. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll probably be doing something else. I don't know if I'll watch the game live, but Jalen hurts. Watch it, Jalen hurts. Doing? I usually make dinner while I watch it, but I'll be doing something else. I don't ever hunker down anymore because it's they 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 would have to have a long series of success before I would commit, but. I love though I do love them, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to be practical about this. Jalen Hurts is one of the uh, is an underrated player, and the Eagles are great this year. They're going to kick ass. Well, Eagles are you know uh, top four team, top five oh, team. Yeah. You know, projected to win the NFC East. If the Lions win, I just think the Lions need to split these first two. So even if they lose to the Eagles, but they can't get blown out like they did last year. And and then they beat Washington. They're one and one after two. They're pacing right on that number I'm talking about, five hundred, a little bit over at nine and eight. You know, I yeah, all right. I just like I like their talent. I like the coaches. I like the structure. Things we normally haven't said about the Lions. You know, they're not a Super Bowl champion. I'm not even calling for a playoff game in Ford Field. But okay, uh, uh, they're approved. And they're not. They're gonna. You know, your one win. Um, I'm not making any bets with you. That that hasn't been a good pass. But I I will tell you that uh, they're going to be nine and eight. Okay. Okay. Unless golf gets hurt, then they don't win a game. Here come the uh, uh, predictions. Gonzalez, 1969, says 0 and 4 out of the gate. Tyler says six wins maximum. Cole says three wins. Paul says five, and they'll tie one. Nick in Grand Rapids says four wins. This person says 10 and seven. Kuypers says eight, eight wins. Another guy says six and 11. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of a mixed bag there. No, you know, a lot of people are so beaten down by the Lions. I get it, man. I really do. And like I said, you know, nine and eight is a, is a bounce or an injury away from being seven and 10. So it's, it really is about golf going next level. Can he be close to a top 12, yeah. top, you know, 15, which would be the top half of the NFL? Aiden Hutchinson, can he disrupt I uh, the backfield quarterbacks, running backs? 
Uh, I think he's going to. I think he's going to be like J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt. I really do. And how gorgeous is his 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 sister is like Miss Michigan. Oh my God! You you can't comment on her appearance. You always sound like a, a rapist when you do that. <laughs> I said, "Excuse me, welcome back to Woke in the Morning with Eric Zane." I said she's beautiful. Yeah, I, I know. Go, you know what? Yeah, it sounds creepy. That creepy that I say a woman's beautiful. Yeah, well, she's so young. I mean, it's just she's not. She's like twenty one, twenty. Oh, yeah. Well, that's way too young, man. You can't comment on that shit. We can't say a woman's no. beautiful. No, no, you gotta. You, you you texted me and said when I was uh, my photo with Susie Merchant that she's cute, but she's wrong with yeah, that. but she's she like cute. fifty years old. <laughs> I love old women. Oh my God! Oh, what is this? Hey, uh, woke in the morning. What's your grandma? No, punch? I'm just not into ogling. Uh, uh, people that are barely I say ogling. I said he has a beautiful sister. She's Miss Michigan. No. What the judges do? The judges all wear blindfolds because this is this is uh, this is your next sponsor. Sponsor is Bill Simon from my favorite website, barelylegal.com. <laughs> Oh, she, all right, so when she, the judges voted her Miss Michigan, one of the, you know, Miss Michigan USA, whatever they're called. Yeah. And the judges looked and said that, you know, they, they put her beauty, which has to, because the last time I checked, you know, ladies and gentlemen, here's Miss America. She's five two, three hundred and twenty pounds. No, they don't. It's about beauty. Yeah, I don't know, man. Sounds weird to me. It's not oogly. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> if I said... If I said, hey, I saw a picture of your daughter, she's hot. No, no, that's oogling. <laughs> All right. Well, um, very good. I appreciate you so much. And I, uh, so. I love you, man. Your audience is good. And, you know, congrats on everybody. You know, put us some bail, getting out. I appreciate yeah. hey, it. And not know, everybody. I, that's wrong. It's a good I mean, group. It's a good cool. group. It's a good they, group. No, they, they uh, love you. And they'll check you out on the radio today. Uh, 96 one in yeah. Grand Rapids. Uh, uh, the huge show.net iHeart app search the huge show to listen live and Eric Zane show podcast best the side of Rogan in the world. By the way, Kenny says, who the fuck says oogling? It's ogling. You said ogling. Yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to say. Is that, is that Kenny, the guy from Nashville? Yeah. The borderline psycho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bill, I'll All talk right, to you. I love you, and I love the Eric Zane Show audience. There you go, buddy. Thank you. We love you, too. There you go. Bill Simonson, 1-16 and 16 for the Lions this year. That's the uh, huge prediction. Oh, my God. So, uh, last night, I did watch uh, quite a bit of the first half of that game. And uh, I was interested because... A player on the Bills is on my fantasy team. I can now have these conversations, you know, because it seems like everybody has been having these conversations about uh, their fantasy team, and I've never done this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Most of the players that I've drafted I have never heard of. I have never heard of Terry McLaurin, Eli Mitchell, Rashad Penny, Cole Komet, Drake London. Paris Campbell, Josiah DeGuara, and Alec Pierce. I don't know. I've never heard of those names ever. The one names I have heard, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, 
Odell Beckham Jr., who is not even active. He doesn't even have a team, and he's hurt. I just drafted him in case he recovers. I also drafted a wide receiver by the name of Stephon Diggs, who blew up. Now, with all these players, I then, from all these different teams, I then monitor their performances, and based on what they do, I get points, I guess. I had no idea that this even, how this worked till just the other day. And yesterday, I had a big day because this guy Diggs went fucking crazy. He had eight receptions, and you get a point per reception. So I got eight points there. And then he got 122 receiving yards. You get .10 points per uh, yard. So that's 12.20 points. And he scored a touchdown, so I got six more points there. So he alone gave me 26.20 points. And the guy that I'm playing against is, uh, it says the team. See, if you look, if you look at this, here you go. Here's my team, Team Creepy Dean, that picture of Dean with his shirt off trying to uh, make ugly fat chicks like Marcy hot, uh, taking on Matt's wonderment. And I'm kicking his ass now because... Uh, I had 120.90 points and he's got 103.29. Look at that. See, he got a bunch of points from Stafford and, uh, from this kicker, Matt Gay. So that's how he got his points. So then he's going to watch his players to rekill, uh, Deandre Swift will probably get injured his first time he carries the ball and all these guys. And then we compare points <coughs> at the end of all the games and whoever has the most points wins now i know me explaining this to you you all probably know this but i think this is the coolest fucking thing in the world and i cannot believe that i did not fall in love with this like the the very first time i heard about it this is right up my alley so now i'm gonna pay attention to stupid players i've never heard of and see how they do see look at this uh, uh, Eli Mitchell for San Francisco, he's in Chicago Sunday. But you see this? It means it's a there's a rain cloud there. So they tell you that he, you know, this guy, they, they might end up running the ball a lot. So I'll be interested in him. But at the same time, I'll be interested in this Cole Komet fucker who's tight end for the Bears. See how that asshole does. And uh, yeah, off and running. So I am stoked about this. But uh, Diggs was just all over the field last night, man. That was so cool. That was great. You know who I'm most happy for is uh, everybody's pal, Stu McAllister, who that dude is like the biggest Buffalo Bills fan on the planet. And he sat down in front of the TV wearing his brand new Buffalo Bills hat. And that was, hey, Stu, how are you, buddy? Hold on a minute, man. Yeah, I got you. I got you. There we go. Oh yeah, I can hear the cars ripping by you. Are you are you stranded again? Uh, I'm stuck in a little bit of a traffic jam on 131. Oh yeah, northbound. Uh, southbound, down by the casino. Everybody's got to go gamble at uh, nine o'clock in the morning. That's what the slowdown is about. Bunch of degens. Uh, well, there's a lot of, uh, they're doing like that bridge construction over it to make it easier for the degens to get to the casino. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. When you have, because you see, the uh, tribe has so much clout now. Yeah. They Did you see they're building, like, a new venue there? And they're... Uh, yeah. And, the, and, and like you said, they've, like, ordered the road commission to make the road wider. Yep. Just a license to print money. I wish I was a Native American, and I wish my loved ones had been slaughtered. <laughs> so that I could take advantage of this. So eventually your ancestors could be filthy rich. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish they had been slaughtered so that I could then get all oh, the money. You could be. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Excellent. I'm sharing with the audience live on the podcast here, you with your new Bills hat. <laughs> you like that thing? I do love the Bills hat. That is uh, very fashionable for uh, Bills fans. That's the type of shit Bills fans wear. Yeah, we're super dorks. No, man. You guys are the darlings of the NFL. Yeah, right now. Uh, give us five years. We'll be a joke again. I mean, when you think about it, uh, uh, the the whole four Super Bowls in a row, which still is, in my opinion, the greatest achievement Ugh. ever in sports. I mean, yes, it's terrible that you lost, but you still got to four straight Super Bowls. That, that will never yeah. happen again. Yeah, I, I I highly doubt it'll ever happen again. Did you watch the Four Falls of Buffalo, that documentary? I did. It was incredible. Oh, I cry so much. Uh, I'm a little girl when I watch that. Yeah, I, that was very sad. I felt very bad about that, and I, I agree yeah. with you. I, I I really want that fan base to win as much, not as much as the Lions, obviously, but uh, right up there. I would say Bills. Uh, I am uh, I'm rooting for them. Uh, unless they play play the Lions. But I saw them last night, and despite three turnovers in the first half, they beat the shit out of the Rams. Oh, unreal. I, I was expecting a win. I wasn't expecting what happened, though. Stafford oh, yeah. kind of fell apart. Fell apart, and they did it on the road, too. The Bills fans travel well. Oh, my God. It's the greatest, man. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Kenny asks, ask him about the Music City Miracle. We forgot about that one. <laughs> Kenny can shut his damn hole. <laughs> now, if they had, if the Titans had not done the Music City Miracle, would that have, was that game to find out who was going to the uh, uh, Super Bowl or was that just like a divisional round? That was like a, that was a wild card game. Oh, okay. Uh, Doug Flutie. Well, I, no, technically it was the Rob Johnson, Doug Flutie controversy in the, Coach back then shows Rob Johnson, and it just was not a good pick. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tell Kenny I'm going to the game, the Monday night game against the Titans. Oh, in Buffalo or in Nashville? Yeah. It'll be in Buffalo. I'm going. So it's not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. I'm going home to watch the game. Oh, that's sweet, dude. That's really, really sweet. Uh, let's yeah, see. Be the, great. the Bills play the Lions this year in Detroit. Yeah, I got tickets for that game, too. Oh, dude. Now, do you go with the group? Do you have people that are like, or do you just go and hang with the people that are Bills fans? You uh, you know me. I'm a loner, man. Yeah. I'm, I, well, I, you know what? That sounds great to me because all you have to do is just walk up to a tailgate and say, hey, yeah. I live here in Michigan and I'm a Bills fan. And they're going to say, we are too. Come on. Let's eat each other's assholes. <laughs> That's the best part of a Bills fan, the asshole. When you go there, uh, I want to see you get thrown through a table. Oh, yeah. I will definitely uh, do my best to, to dive through a table, maybe have ketchup and mustard squirted on me. It'll be great. Do you have uh, tables to be thrown through this year? 
Yes, I have two in my garage. I actually had people last night asking me if I was going to jump through a table last night after the game. And I'm like, it's like midnight. I'm like, my neighbors hate me enough. I'm yeah. not going to do it at midnight. Do you need more tables? Oh, yeah. If anyone's got tables that they don't want, let me know. I prefer cheap or free. Free is always better. I'm looking at the uh, one on your uh, the on your background for your Facebook. That's the one that you kind of had to rig. I see the overgrowth on the fence, and yes. it, you're, it looks like fucking Wrigley Field in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, kind. It's that uh, my neighbors had all that ivy, and then it's slowly crept over into my yard. I'm just giving up trying to fight it. Stu, you were in a film uh, that is getting shown. Tell me about the movie. Yeah, uh, boy, I was. Uh, it was filmed over COVID. A little short film called The Roommate. I kind of play a guy who's uh, hiding in a house, who's living there, and no one knows he's living there. And uh, it's a 20-minute film, and it got shot to a couple uh, comedy film festivals, and it got accepted to the Austin Comedy Film Festival in the uh, Portland Comedy Film Festival. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Will it mean anything? No. Is it, <laughs> but it's exciting. This is, a, is this a horror film? No, it's comedy. It's comedy. Okay, because when I type The Roommate short, I, all I see is, like, horror movies. <laughs> no, no, this is comedy. I, I do stunts. I fall down some stairs. I get punched in the face. Oh, okay. I throw a guy across a room. It's it's pretty funny. And how can people see the film, Stu? I, right now, I don't think anyone can because the guy who directed it, he wanted to shop it in these film festivals, and oh. apparently you can't you can't make it open to the public. Oh, okay, yeah. Until there's... like, because all these film festivals want to be like, oh, we're the ones who discovered this film, or you know that kind of stuff. So uh, when it becomes available, I'll definitely let everybody know. I, I want at least six people to see it. Okay, now as I look at this, when you type the roommate movie short, I'm yeah. looking at one, two, three, minimum of four other movies called the roommate. So what type of asshole comes up with a movie that's titled the same as all the other movies in America? Uh, a young kid, I guess. I don't know. What a it dick. just turned out that way. Tell him I said he's a dick for naming his movie. I'm surprised he didn't call it The Lord of the Rings. What a fucking moron. Well, we were, the original name of the movie was going to be called Titanic, but uh, we changed it. <laughs> Tyler in the audience writes, I'm predicting Bills beat the Lions 70 to 3. <laughs> That's probably a good choice. Take those odds. Um, the... Uh, 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 Lions are getting set to kick off. Everyone in Michigan is in, thinks they're going to go undefeated because uh, Aiden Hutchinson sang a stupid song on uh, Hard Knocks. You know, I watched Hard Knocks, and the first couple episodes made me hate the Lions more. Like, I don't hate the Lions, but I didn't like the first few episodes. But then the last two, I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm digging what's going on here. So, But I'm not buying into the Kool-Aid. They're going to win no, six games. No. I picked they, they're going to win one. Yeah, right. I picked one game. Uh, look, and I base this on uh, the, their defense sucks tons of dick, and their, <laughs> yeah. their their coach is a guy by the name of Aaron Glenn, and uh, he played. He was a great uh, defensive player back in the day, but.
But right. uh, all those clips on the episodes you saw, he's losing his shit, screaming at them, telling them how bad they suck cock. So, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm taking his word for it with him saying, you guys suck shit. The one coach is screaming at the rookie for being good. The line, yeah, I- yeah. The coaching style is very weird to me. It's all yelling and swearing. The linebacker coach goes up to that guy, Malcolm Rodriguez, and he goes, I'm si-, he goes, I'm sick and goddamn tired of saying your name on defense. And the dude's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, you shouldn't even be a starter because you're a rookie, but the rest of these assholes suck cock. <laughs> Fuck, I'm stuck with a rookie. Yes, he's like, that that is the worst compliment I've ever heard. I'm sick and tired of you being the best player. You shouldn't be. You should be terrible. Right. You you should be on the practice squad, and I got to fucking use you because I got broken down shit. The guy's like 11 (laughs) years old, and he's the starting linebacker for the Lions, so it's going to be terrible. They're going to get smoked. I think they're going to try to get Chris Spielman back. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fucking awful. Don't beat the Bears, though, man. They're going to win at least two games. No way. They're going to beat. They're going to beat the Bears at home and lose on the road, and then that's it. All right. They're going to lose all their games. Fucking a. All right. Well, Stu, uh, uh, anything else cooking that we need to know about on the Elemental Podcast? No, it's the same horseshit every day. Followers, okay, well, good luck delivering the dots. What uh, great community are you going to, or did you already say? You, no, I don't think uh, you did. I'm going to uh, high school in Kalamazoo right now. Then I got to swing over to the uh, county fair in St. Joe's. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then I got to go to Grand Haven. That's it. Okay, so two out of three shitty communities. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot, it's a like, lot of shit. It's like, here, uh, here at Dippin' Dots, we cater to the poor. We cater to the toothless. <laughs> they don't have to chew on dipping dots. Okay, Stu. Everybody loves uh, you. Brother. Okay, see you around. Thanks, man. Yep. Go Bills. See you. There you go. Stu McAllister. Oh, my God. Football season underway. We would we would be remiss if we did not bring in the world's biggest Buffalo Bills fan. Holy shit. Now, I don't want you to mistake uh, my prediction on my beloved Lions as hatred. I don't hate them. I love them. And they're going to break. They're going to make me so sad when they lose 16 out of 17 this year. But, oh, my God. Come on, man. The uh, uh, details, the whole deal I talked about with the defensive Coach Aaron Glenn just look like, oh, my God, you guys are so bad. I'm sick and tired of being embarrassed. He's just screaming at these guys. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. They made uh, Alex Anzalone a captain. And that guy is terrible. He couldn't start for the Muskegon or the West Michigan Ironmen arena football team. He stinks. Oh, no. So I can promise you, on Monday of next week, I'll be saying, I told you, Philly's going to hang 40 on them. And the Lions, so, you know, get like 21 fourth quarter points, you know, and make it like uh, 40-something to like 35. 
make it look close. The Lions will get hot late. And then uh, they'll be like, the announcers on TV or on the radio will be like, all right, we're down 30. There's three minutes to go. Lions need a whole bunch of touchdowns and onside kicks. And then we'll have a chance. And Lomas is like, yeah, that's right, Dan. That's right, Dan. We're going to win the game, Dan. Again, Dan, we need another onside kick, Dan. Fuck. It's going to be awful. (sighs) So, I would love it if your business were on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Let me help. Let me put up, hook. Jesus. Let me put the marketing power of the Eric Zane Show podcast and the eloquence of my words behind your business. Uh, reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, if you want more information as to how you can sponsor. I pride myself on uh, being affordable for everyone. If you have a budget that's like, eh, boy, is this going to work? Yes, I can get you in on the show. We can tailor a plan for you. Or if you're a little cash heavy and you want something more elaborate, we can do that too. That's the best kind, frankly. But uh, I'm a no pressure guy. I'm like, look, what do you got? Show me your hand. Well, Eric Zane, I only have this amount of money. I'm not turning you away. I will put you in a marketing plan somehow. There's about a billion different options we can put you in. Uh, Market you on social media, market you on the show, uh, signage on the live stream. uh, Hell, a passing mention here and there even has value for me me here. I can't even talk today. Uh, Let me know. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation. Oh, wait a minute. Side note. I just heard from an audience member yesterday about a former sponsor. And this is why you should always, you should never stop marketing ever because you never know. Okay. So this is a residual effect. I stopped marketing for this company some time ago and, uh, well, not long ago, actually, but you know, the, it's when the message meets the need. Now I'm no longer saying the message for this advertiser, but residually it worked out because this person reached out to me and says, Hey, don't you market a blank? And I'm like, yeah, uh, well, no, I didn't say no, I don't anymore, but I did put the Josh here in touch with this person. I said, this is who you need to talk to. My point is, uh, the message was stuck in his brain and it met the need. The minute it leaves the brain, it's not going to happen. That connection's not going to take place, which is why you should always market. Always market what you do. Like Bennett Flooring Installation. When it comes to installing flooring, do not do this on your own, unless you do it for a living. Um, what you do, first of all, if you have animals in your house, get rid of all carpeting. Either all at once or in bits and pieces like we're doing here. I need to pull up the carpeting on the steps and in two bedrooms. 
and then we're done. I got the bedroom done. I got the kitchen done. I got the basement done. Oh, and the living room. I rip up all the carpeting, pull up all that tacky shit that runs on the side, do all that, do all the uh, heavy lifting garbage work, then call Bennett. Because I can do that stuff. They measure the room. Jacob goes home, does some math, sends you an estimate. This is the lowest price for flooring installation in the entire state of Michigan. I guarantee it. Uh, The interesting thing is, though, that if you're outside of West Michigan, like too far, they're not coming to you. It's too far. Now, there are exceptions made, so I want you to reach out to them. Call about their special uh, King Charles of England special where you can get two rooms for one low price. I made all that up. Uh, Call Bennett Flooring at 616-318-0167. Bennett Flooring Installation, please mention that you listen to the podcast. And you should do that for all these sponsors. Like the flooring that I want you to actually purchase to put into your home that the folks at Bennett are going to install, you must get it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Johnson's in West Michigan, one name, two stores. But I'm not talking about the main showroom now. I'm talking about the Discount Outlet, which is just down the street from the main showroom in Granville, Michigan. It's right behind the Little Caesars on Chicago Drive. I know that's super local. There's some guy driving around freaking Palos Verdes, California, saying, what the fuck do I care about this? Shut up. This is how I make my living. 35% of the audience lives in West Michigan, so they're going to hear about it. Get your flooring from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Ugly beige tan building. Stupid little red sign. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet, everything in there is cheaper than anyone else in the entire state. And then you tack on 10% when you say my name. Thank you to Darwin and, uh, of course, Kent and his staff over at Johnson Carpet One. We got to have a normal audience member party at Bosco's Pub. That's why I'm so glad that those toothless MAGA fucks cannot infiltrate our parties at Bosco's anymore. God love the normal people. We will be at Bosco's Pub soon. I will schedule a party for us to hang out and enjoy the uh, enjoy a uh, hamburger and a couple of drinks at Bosco's Pub in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan for a no-retarded audience member party. Sorry, I said the R word. I have not talked about, and I can't believe it because it was enormous. What a story. Uh, the... Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. Oh my God. What is Taylor Hawkins kids name? Is it Shane or Sean? Taylor Hawkins son. That is Oliver Shane Hawkins. He just goes by Shane. So he's 16 and he just wails on the drums. I'd never heard of him. I didn't know, but. I mean, what a moment that was. And I'm going to play uh, a clip called the 10 best moments from the Taylor Hawkins tribute. But, oh my God, at Wembley Stadium in London, I guess my only question is why didn't you kick off this? Because they're going to have a show in LA too. 
uh, why didn't you have the first one in the U.S.? I would think that you would uh, have have done that, but no, um, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's some logistic thing. But uh, yeah, this was uh, was quite a night, uh, quite an event. Six hour concert with just about everybody who matters under the sun on this thing. And uh, this uh, this what is this? This is um, on YouTube. If you were to search rock sound. You would be able to check this out. In fact, I'll link it up here and send it along to you. But I'm going to watch it right now. Let me just say this. Paul McCartney needs to stop. Even any of these um, songs that he thinks he can sing, he can't. And no amount of hair dye that exists no amount of surrounding him with other musicians that are performing well because they're not 100 years old can't cover it up anymore. He can't do it. He, he's just, he's warbling his voice and he sings Helter Skelter and it's absolute shit. God, he needs to let it go. I know that's an unpopular opinion and everybody still falls for it and loves McCartney, but I'm like, come on, man. Audio, check. Video, check. Here we go. Foo Fighters put on an incredible star-studded show celebrating the life and work of their bandmate Taylor Hawkins in front of thousands of fans at London's Wembley Stadium. And with so many amazing performances across the nearly six-hour show, we thought we'd round up ten of the biggest moments from this very special tribute concert. First up, the show opened with a compilation of Taylor pictures from the archive before Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl addressed the crowd alongside his bandmates. You know, I don't even really like the band, the band's music. I mean, there's a few songs I like, but I love them. I, every time they talk, every time they communicate with the public and their fans, they just seem like a real fucking down-to-earth, loving bunch of human beings. That I, That's why I'm a fan of them. Um, yeah, a song here, here, or there, but uh, I, it's not exactly my favorite uh, band. I, I was very, very lucky to be able to uh, 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 interview, I've talked about this before, both Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins. And I would guess the year would be 2008 in that ballpark backstage at Van Andel Arena. And one of the most enjoyable times I've ever had speaking to someone famous because they were just so uh, affable and sweet and friendly. Oh, my God. Um so there you go. Personally, you know that no one else can make you smile or laugh or dance or sing like he could. And for those of you that admired him from afar, I'm sure you've all felt the same thing. This led into a two-track performance by Liam Gallagher, backed by the Foo Fighters, running through Oasis. Dave's on drums. Roll star and live forever. Oh, ads. IT. Oh, great. I don't want an ad. Skip in three. This is what you guys do to me when you're listening to the audio podcast.
Look at all the people. Holy shit. On being I don't know if it's a great idea to open up with Live Forever. ...to play the show itself, Liam said, I met Taylor a few times and we kept in touch... Hey, we're so sad he's dead. Let's open up with uh, Liam Gallagher singing Live Forever. Ah! He was a top lad, an amazing musician, and it's an absolute honor and privilege to open the show at Wembley. Doesn't he hate his brother? A whole host of very special guests would appear through the show, including Wolfgang Van Halen, The Darkness's Justin Hawkins, members of Rush, and in a truly jaw-dropping moment, ACDC frontman Brian Johnson performed Back in Black alongside the Foo Fighters and Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich. Hey yo, this is Lars, I'm playing drums. I'm playing drums on this ACDC song. Brian Johnson, I love this guy. Brian Johnson looks the same as like the actual year this video was made because of the hat. It always sounds, I always get the impression that he's in pain when he's singing. Sounds off to me. Does it? Is that just me, or does it sound off? Several of Taylor's drumming heroes were also present at the event, including the police's Stuart Copeland. Okay. Time out. I'm getting a suggestion for uh, to do the Jim Brewer bit. <laughs> okay. Now we're talking. See, now that's a good suggestion. Unlike Amanda. Read my article! I was always into, like, hard rock growing up, man. I loved 80s metal. Yeah. Oh. How did I not? Rob Halford of Judas Priest, boy. he come out with his leather pants on and just scream. Ah! craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the most fun band I've ever seen is ACDC. Sorry about the video. This is very, very old, so it's a little fuzzy. If you've never seen ACDC, go see them. The guys are 50 years old. Yeah. They're 70. Give me like a little, just like a... Yeah. ACDC, first of all, the guys are like 50. And none of them are above like three feet high. Angus Young, we're out of hell. <laughs> but the best is Brian Johnson, he comes out. <laughs> they can take any song, they all sound the same. It's always the same concert, but it rocks. They can take the hokey pokey and tear it up. <laughs> They're gonna come out like, put your left foot in.
Exactly what Angus does. You can never understand a word he says, but it sounds so awesome. All you hear him is say, "You're ready." Bring it on, Sanderson! Keep your hands covered. Head on your shirt. Press him out. You're ready. That's so true. sweet i love that so much shit is that great <clears throat> Ooh, ooh! all right where was i uh aha who said he was the connecting tissue for all brothers of the stick because he was such a fan of anyone who ever banged a drum a force of nature like him just isn't supposed to stop. All right, that's the dude from the police. He looks like a fucking math teacher. Taylor previously cited Stewart as one of his major mentors, along with Queen's Roger Taylor, in this clip from our archive interview. Roger Taylor looks cool. He's great. He's been like a mentor to me in a lot of ways through the years. If I've ever had any questions about, like, well, should I do this or should I do that? Or, you know, what do you think, Roger? What would you do? You know, he's that. He's quick to give me his opinion and his advice, and it's usually pretty much on the money. And then Stewart... There's no ego. Uh, there was no ego in Taylor Hawkins, it seems like, because most people, if they're a big, gigantic rock star, one of the most popular bands in the world, he wouldn't... That person, whoever that may be, wouldn't really, uh, if they were an egomaniac, wouldn't reveal when they struggle, which is one of the things about Taylor Hawkins that made him so GD lovable. Stuart's someone I met a little later, but he's just always, he's always been wonderful to me. And he knows how much I love his drumming. And we've actually done BBC shows together and stuff. BBC shows? Don't go to Big Black Dick, because I know you want to hear it. Like that. We've done a lot of fun little things together. And he's a, he's a, he's a dear, dear friend. I mean, as well as another one of my mentors. So I, I was lucky in that those two guys who are so important to me as a forming musician, a musician, a drummer, um, have been so gracious to me with their time. 
Queens, Brian May and Roger Taylor were also among the performers and were joined by a number of vocalists, including surprise guest Sam Ryder, who performed Somebody to Love, which Taylor would cover on stage during Foo Fighters shows. Okay, so I'd never heard of that guy, but you're going to hear him sing. This guy kills it. And if you're going to sing that song, uh, sung by Freddie Mercury, you better come out wearing something like this fucking zoot suit, whatever the hell he's wearing. And I think it might have been Roger that had this idea. Was this your bright idea? This is your idea. Roger Taylor's such a stud. He goes, sure was. Showed us a clip of someone singing along to this next song. And with, we made one phone call, and within 20 minutes, this person told us that he would come here tonight to sing it with us. So would you please welcome the most amazing vocalist, Sam Ryder, come up to sing with us tonight. So he's, he's from England, so... Obviously, a lot more people have heard of him. You all have probably heard of this guy. I guess Sam Ryder rose to prominence through TikTok. He posted videos during the COVID-19 lockdown. um, And then just fucking took off and he can sing anything. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, though he's been around since 09, uh, no one had heard of him until TikTok. But this song, Somebody to Love, well, first of all, any song that Freddie Mercury has ever sung is, well, I mean, he is arguably, in my opinion, the greatest voice that has ever performed popular music. The strength and the dynamic range of it. You know, he's a it was incredible. He can sing better now that he's dead. You can put a microphone on his casket now and it would sound better than anything new today. But this guy, Sam Ryder, crushes this song. They also performed a solo acoustic version of Love of My Life. You know what? I, I want to get that. I want to play that for you. Sam Ryder, somebody to love Taylor Hawkins. song love this song
Ryan May solo. the whole thing it's already self-indulgent enough look at dave he's just sitting back waiting patiently through the breakdown watching that guy do his thing sam Ryder, big fan love it that was cool encouraging fans to light up wembley with their look at that this incredible view jesus Foo Fighters themselves took to the stage. Oh, look at this. The show, beginning with an emotional and touching version of the classic single, Times Like These. It's times like these. I love this song. This song I love. Dave loses it. Come on, big guy. Oh, he's fighting it, motherfucker. It's That gave me goosebumps. I love that. The bands were backed by a variety of guest drummers during their set, including Blink-182's Travis Barker on The Pretender and Monkey Wrench. Oh, 
think I'm finding out that there's more Foo Fighter songs that I like that I, I didn't think I liked. of the event he said taylor and i go way back to our days in laguna beach together he was a dear friend and brother to me and it will be a huge honor to be able to pay tribute to him another guest drummer was oh Andy Bushel, who okay now a lot of people give her shit but i'm telling you this kid is a fucking dynamo nandy bushel who uh, i'll let dude talk about it Dave Grohl to an online drum battle during lockdown. She joined the band on Learn to Fly, saying, Taylor was the greatest role model I could ever have had. I only met him for a short time, but he made such a massive impact on my life. Taylor was a true hero, kind, loving, generous, and awesome. Uh, I, I have a lot of people that I listen to on podcasts who, who hated on her. And it's like, dude, you, that is so wrong. And because she is, for her age, the, I mean, she's the full package. She can play, sing any instrument and it is so, uh, um, natural with a camera on her for what she does to the world to see at, at a child's age is unheard of and incredible. That kid is like one of my favorite people on the planet. I love Nanny Bushell. Another surprise guest came late in the show when Sir Paul McCartney stopped by for a duet with the pretenders Chrissy Hind and an energetic Helter Skelter. Oh, God. Sounds like shit. Missed it. Missed it. He missed that right there. Right there, he jumped in and he had to wait for it. He should have jumped in and he had to wait for it to come around again. Helter Skelter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, don't you want me to love you? He missed it. He had to wait another bar. As the evening drew to its climax, there were several more emotional moments as the band performed Aurora, taken from the album There Is Nothing Left To Lose, said to be Taylor's favorite ever Foo Fighters song. And in perhaps the show's biggest highlight, Taylor's son Shane sat behind the kit, joining the band for a run-through of My Hero. Dave described him on stage as one of the loudest drummers he had ever heard. Grohl closed out the show with Ever. Okay, how can you not feature that in this video? Shane Hawkins, my hero. Mm. I hope this isn't like a report. No, this is it. I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit the drums as hard as this person. But beyond that, 
Okay, so Dave hasn't yet said who it is. He's a member of our family, and uh, he needs to be here tonight with all of us. And uh, I think it makes sense that he's going to come up and play with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Mr. Shane Hawkins on the drums. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Come on. Oh, my God. Shane starts his song. boy. This kid slayed already. Kids lettuce. <laughs> what a head of hair on him, man. Look at him. That's it.
that leg going. Holy shit. This is so cool. Strong, finish strong. Look at him. Look at Dave's face. That's great. Matt Smear. Oh! Yes! Yes! Bravo! Bravo! Woo! Ha! Fuck yes! He's like, I'm out. What a finale. That's incredible. That might be his mother. I don't know. Giving him a hug, Kid Rock. <laughs> Shit. Wow. That was incredible. That was absolutely great. Damn it. Um, yeah, I'd been sitting on that all week. I was like, oh, fuck. I got to remember to talk about this. I got to remember to talk about this. And then it's like, it's old news now. But uh, what the hell? I don't care. Doesn't matter. We got to it. That was awesome. Holy shit. God, what a moment. What a fucking moment. I don't even know where to go after that. That was intense. All right. And uh, so then there's this. Uh, Nirvana's lawsuit. Also breaking the story about, you remember the asshole who back when, uh, you know, when the Nevermind album came out, the they, the story behind they shot the album cover with the little Spencer Eldon, the naked baby. Uh, here's a here's a picture of uh, the guys in Nirvana when they're all young. I just watched the video to um, what was that song by Nirvana uh, Foo Fighters where they had the Mentos? It was a Mentos spoof. Big uh, Big Me, I think it was called. And Grohl looks, he's, his face has changed. He doesn't look anything like the, uh, at, at all. He's like a different person from when he was a kid. The only thing that makes you, uh, uh, stand out, stand up out is the, is the hair, but my God. So, all right. They have won their lawsuit. Like there was any doubt Nirvana wins the album cover lawsuit. The guy, Spencer Eldon who made a career out of being the Nirvana baby. Uh, every handful of years, he's like, hey, it's another year. And he's like taking recreations of him in the pool, but he's wearing actual swim, uh, swim trunks. If you remember that album cover, when it first came out, you could see the little kid's pecker. And then um, when, and it was just adorable to see this kid. 
It should be okay in that setting to be able to look at a child's penis. That should not be labeled as child pornography. And I know someone's going to be going to lift that audio and use it against me, but I don't care. That kid was so adorable. It's just ridiculous that they had to put a little black bar over his little baby pecker. It was so stupid. Uh, Nirvana, uh, they were sued by Spencer Eldon because he said, this was child pornography and it's, it's ruined my life. And it's like, bullshit. I think he's got like tattoos on, doesn't he have tattoos, Spencer Eldon on his body that like tattoos of his little dick or something like that. When he was a one-year-old, I, I, I might be getting some of that wrong, but uh, anyway, uh, just uh, last week, U S district judge Fernando uh, Ogwen dismissed the lawsuit once again in an eight page ruling stating that Eldon had waited too long to file the motion based on a 10 year statute of limitations. Boy, you would think that he would have known that before he put everybody through all this bullshit. Uh, the lawsuit alleges the iconic cover of four month old Eldon swimming naked was child porno and child sexual exploitation. It had been dismissed before, but the judge allowed for Eldon to refile the motion earlier this year. Uh, they talk about all the usual bullshit reasons why it, uh, it isn't, you, you didn't, uh, wait. Plus it, uh, lawyer for Nirvana said, we are pleased that this meritless case has been brought to a speedy final conclusion. Uh, the nevermind album cover was created at a time when Spencer was a baby and it is impossible for him to age out of this victimization while his image remains in distribution. Eldon's lawyer said. What an asshole. If he had, uh, from an early age voice that he's not okay with it and didn't capitalize on it, uh, you might have, uh, some, some sympathy coming your way. The December motion said the lawsuit is quote on its face, not serious. And Eldon's conduct reflects that quote. Eldon has spent three decades profiting from his celebrity as the self-anointed Nirvana baby. That's all you need to do is say that. Say, ah, fuck that shit. That guy's an asshole. Well, good. I'm glad it all worked out. So what a week for uh, former Nirvana band members. Um, I was reading last night about Chris Novoselic. Now, occasionally, he comes out of the woodwork and he'll support a band or a cause. But you know what Chris Novoselic does in addition to count his money and get richer by the minute? He's a, uh, he lives someplace in Washington on a ranch that he owns. And, uh, he's, he's like, um, you ever see that movie, the village where they like, uh, you know, they live in olden times and they plant their own, eat their own food. They grow their own food. He's like that. He's a live off the grid guy. He's got like a farm and he doesn't have to go anywhere or raise any, uh, or go out to the store. So he just lives. It's awesome. And I'm like, Fuck, that's, you see, that's what I'm talking about. When someone rides off into the sunset and just lays low, I love that. Oh, my God. I said to Diane, I go, let's move up to Grayling and live off the grid. She's like, you're fucking sick. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? It's like, come on. No, we don't do anything. We're one with nature. We run around nude. I'll eat your asshole, and then we'll, we'll have some chili. That's it. It's great. What's wrong with that? We could have uh, goats and horses and cows and 
and pigs and just live like hippies. I'm all about it. No, fuck you. I'm like, come on, man. Well, that's what Chris Novoselic does now, the bass player from Nirvana. He's just a laid-back cat and just super, super sweet. Remember that scene when he threw his bass in the air? Uh, I think it was on MTV, the Music Awards, and it he went to catch it, but it hit him in the face. Chris Novoselic bass accident. It's hysterical. Nirvana's on stage, and Novoselic throws the fucking bass in the air. And he doesn't catch it, and it hits him right in the face. And da- and uh, Cobain doesn't thinks he's drunk, and Cobain kicks him off of the stage. He was so pissed at him because he thought he was like fucking around. Let's uh, let's see audio check, video check. This is that moment. Hang on. He's in the black. Watch us. Now he's bleeding. He's bleeding. I guess you didn't see him kick him, but no, he was badly hurt. And there's that... There's a story. Hold on. Shit. There's a story behind it. Dave explains. Thank you. Now, where was I watching an old uh, video of Nirvana where the big guy threw his guitar up and whacked his head? That was the 92 VMA MTV (laughs) Music Awards. Where bass player, what he, he, sometimes at the end of a show, we're just trashing shit and fucking everything. And drums are breaking and Chris would do. What is happening? Why am I seeing one thing but hearing another? This thing, he's six foot seven and a half. I take the bass and throw it 20 feet up in the air and catch it. And so at this. That's Grohl explaining it. Video Music Awards thing. Throws up in the air. Blinded by the light. <laughs> smack down on the head. <laughs> Winds up on the floor, and I didn't realize what happened. And afterwards, everyone's coming up to me, where's Chris? Where's Chris? Where's Chris? I'm like, I don't know, what's wrong? Dude, he knocked himself out with the bass. He knocked himself out with the bass. So we're all running around looking for him and behind this super arena dome thing. And I'm, I could picture him, like, in the fetal position in a broom closet with a huge lump on his head, like, <laughs> And I run into this one room and I open the door and there's Chris with this huge lump on his head drinking champagne with Brian May from Queen, just like. <laughs> you know, when Cobain looks over it and says, dude, that's fucked up. You, uh, you it's the real really deal. <laughs> it's the real deal. Uh, Dennis Miller. That is fucked. Jesus. God. He hits himself in the head. Well, anyway, he didn't do anything. Chris Novoselic lays low, and I, I think I think that incident might have might have uh, I don't know screwed up his brain a little bit. Uh, all right, gross. Is he chewing gum? I think he was. I could hear some mouth noises there. The audio was jacked up so they can avoid copyright. Wow. All right. Okay. I didn't know that. All right. Uh, so that's enough of that. Nirvana wins a lawsuit. Great concert. Everything was great. I got to wrap this show up. 
Thank you to Berlin Raceway. I will be out there uh, tomorrow. All right. I want to see you there. BerlinRaceway.com. 12 bucks when you buy your tickets online. 15 and under free. Parking free. See you there. Last race of the year. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you to them. They're awesome. If you need a mortgage, you call upon Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van, uh, Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. Insurance policies. You need health care. Get it from Frank Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com, 616-914-4070. When it comes to health care, uh, you need it. So if you have to buy it from the marketplace, that's sometimes a little tricky. Have Frank help you. His services are free. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert and Social Security guru. TC Paintball, normally on Fridays, Rick will join us for trigger time. Uh, but he is out in Chicago coaching uh, TC Machine or Machine TC. I forget what the hell he calls his paintball team. They are in a tournament. Book an event at TC Paintball, great attraction in West Michigan, tcpaintballgr.com. And last but not least, Rob Schneider is in town this weekend. Part of another full house comedy venue tour. Get tickets for all the shows at any of the Full House Comedy venues by going to fullhousecomedy.com. Okay, good, good. On the Patreon, Jeff Bezos tries to win favor uh, by supporting the queen, and then it somehow blows up like a hand grenade in his face. And my very own queen, the queen of the forest, Diana, made two people sick. I mean, like, that type of sick. Gagging sick. I'll tell you how on today's Patreon bonus podcast. All right. Ken writes, I'm going to see Fluffy tonight at the Methhead County Fair. I don't know what that means. There's rumors circulating that we will have a normal people, uh, what do you call it? Bosco's Pub get together next week. Is that what you all were talking about? Getting together next Saturday for a normal people get together? Let's see. Let's see what the future holds for next week, Saturday. Well, I've got the Irvine's car event. The idea, I guess, is after the car show. Well, I that how could I possibly turn that away? Turn that down. That sounds like a wonderful thing. It's it's happening after the car show. Well, there you go. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. We can all get together at Bosco's Pub next Saturday. Okay? All right. Done? Done. Not quite. Not quite done. We have to give Amanda her award. Yeah. Oh, God. If you look at the comments and you see your name just too much on it, it's it's just there's something wrong. Something wrong. Ask Kenny about that. Oh, God. So ugly. Read what I sent you. Oh. Do I tell you what fists to sell uh, Andrea 
in your job? Yeah, the asshole of the day. Never before have we had the, brought to you by TC Paintball, have we had the asshole of the day so early on in the show? Oh, my God. I I rank people uh, yelling out orders about things I should do on the show to be almost, well, to be worse than, like, human trafficking. I would say people who are human traffickers are more appealing to me than people who scream orders at me about what I need to do on my show. That is the single quickest way to make me hate your guts is by telling me what I need to do on my show. Oh my God. Uh, yes, Amanda has been awarded the asshole of the day. Congratulations to you. That is an award you do not want. Oh, shit. That was ugly. Okay, uh, have a good one, folks. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.